0: It was the great church reformer, Martin Luther, who once said, I have so much to do today that I'm going to need to spend three hours in prayer in order to be able to get it all done. Now, I don't know about you, sisters and brothers, but that don't make no sense to me because I got a lot of stuff to do. I'm sure you do as well, don't you? Oh, we've got a lot of things on our schedule. We've got a lot of places that are calling our attention. The kids need to be here. We've got to go here. We've got to take care of this. We've got to call these people. We've got to make sure this gets done. We are pulled in so many different directions. And I just wonder if any of us have ever had that thought. I've got so much I've got to do today that I should waste three hours of that day in prayer just to be ready to do all those things. That's not really how we think, is it? Our thought is I've got to be here. I've got to go do this. I've got to go make sure to meet her. Gotta go get my nails did. Have you ever had a pedicure? Make time to get a pedicure, y'all. It is great. Gotta go get everything done. Gotta go pick up the kids. Gotta go do all this. And when I get around to it, I still gotta cook dinner. And then well, I haven't watched Netflix today, so I've got to do that too. And then, oh, Lord Jesus, amen. I think I've only met a handful of people that I think truly understand what Martin Luther said. And who understood it enough that it impacted the way that they lived and the way that they prayed. Understanding that there is so much to do in our life, that there is so much of life that calls our attention. There is so much, so much that we have to get done that the only way we can prepare to do it is by trusting God with our prayers to get it done. Y'all with me? You see, I don't think any of us, I've never met anyone who says, oh, I pray way too much. I've never met anybody that says that. In fact, we always say the opposite. I want to be better at praying. I want to learn how to pray. I need to know how to pray. But I don't know how to pray more. And I don't have time to pray like I want to. I'm going to make an assumption. And if my assumption isn't fair, then just don't tell me it'll mess everything up. I want to make the assumption that every single one of us here, as children of God, as people of faith, we want to know how to pray more. Okay? Okay? Y'all with me? (laughs) All right. So if you want to know how to pray more, you need to have the right kind of attitude, I think. Good thing we have this text from from Luke chapter 18. Jesus told them a parable about their need to pray always and not to lose heart. I wonder if Jesus knew that those pesky little disciples of his, that even though they were walking with him, even though they were talking with him, that even though they were praising God with him, that there would come points in their life when they didn't know how to pray. Matter of fact, I think that's true because it was the disciples who once went to Jesus and said, teach us how to pray. And I wonder if Jesus knew about those disciples that sometimes things in life are going to crowd them, that things in life are going to pull at them, that they're going to feel like they have no time to do the very thing that they know is so vital to their relationship with the one true and living God. I wonder if he knew that about those disciples, and I wonder if he knew that about you and I. Guys, he's the creator of the world. Guess what? He knew. And so he tells us this parable, Luke says, to show us, to remind us that we should pray always and we should not lose heart when we pray. Are y'all with me? So let's remember this story. Jesus says there was an unjust Judge who had no fear of God, no fear of... I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to look at you, brother. I was looking at the choir. <laughs> but there was an unjust judge, had no regard for anyone. And I think what Jesus is trying to tell us, uh-oh, you know it's starting off bad. You have somebody here who has no regard for what is holy, for what is just, or for what is important for other people. And then you have a widow. Jesus doesn't tell us what this widow is facing, doesn't tell us what her life looks like. The only thing we really know about her is that she has something that she is holding on to. Something that she knows is not right that needs to be made right. That there is something that has happened to her or is happening to her that she is trusting this judge to do something about. And a lot of times when we read this passage, we'll say, okay, well, you know, we need to look at the unjust judge as an image of God. And I don't think that that's actually accurate because Lou already told us that this parable was to show us the kind of attitude you and I need to have when we pray. And what kind of attitude is that? This attitude of this widow who day after day after day goes to see the judge. She goes to see the judge to give the same petition, the same case, the same details. Nothing changes about what she brings to him day after day after day. And what happens when she goes to him day after day after day? He ignores her. He tells her to go away. He says, don't come back here. But what does she continue to do day after day after day? She goes back. What kind of attitude are you supposed to have with prayer? You go back. Even though she was up against somebody who had no regard for God, who gave little care at all for her, she went back. And she went back again. And she went back again. And I don't know, I've known a few widows in my life, and sometimes, boy, they can let you know what's on their mind. day. Every single day. Are y'all understanding me? Every single day. Even when she didn't feel like it. You got to imagine there was one day she woke up and said, you know, what's the point of this? He doesn't listen to me. Why am I even going to go? I know what he's going to tell me. I know he's going to ridicule me. I know the other people are probably going to why? But you know what she did every day? I even want you to realize that she went every day even when she knew the answer would be no. We've been trained to think, well, we just, we need to pray and if God tells us no, we need to be okay with that. Well, maybe there's some truth to that, but maybe there's some truth in, you know what? You just need to keep going. You just need to keep praying if you know that this is God calling you, if you know that this is a God thing, Jesus said this is the kind of attitude you need to have, that you go, even when you don't feel like it, even when you think you know the answer, and even if you think you've got so many other things to do with your day, you go back, and you go back, and you go back again. Are you hearing me, Christians? I wonder... How many of us here today can say we have that kind of prayer life? Let me ask you a question. How annoying do you think I am? (laughs) Didn't Jesus say... Listen to the response of the judge. That's what he said, right? I'm not making anything up, right? What was the response of the judge? You heard the story. She kept going back and back. He probably finally got tired of hearing her. And he said, because this lady keeps bothering me, I am going to listen to her. I'm pretty sure I told you on our first Sunday together all those weeks ago. Nobody in this church is going to pray for this church more than me. Nobody is going to pray for what happens here or what happens in Sunday school more than me. Nobody is going to pray for our life together in this church more than me. Now, I welcome all challengers because that just means more of us are going to be praying. And we are going to try to outdo one another in love and in prayer and nothing else. Amen? And I just wonder if some of us could stand to be a little more annoying when we pray. I wonder if there is enough faith in this room right now that God could use to start a revival that would shake the earth's foundations. That there are enough people here who are tired of living like everything else has priority other than our prayers I'm hoping that there are plenty of you who understand that prayer isn't just something that we do it's certainly not just something that we words that we say it's a part of how we live every single day Of our life. Even, even when we feel like things around us are crowding prayer out, even when we feel like we already know the answer and the answer is no, even if it's hard to do, that we understand that without prayer, what do we have? Jesus told us this parable. So that we would know that we are to pray always and to not lose heart. And I fear sometimes some of us have not only lost heart, but we've lost our way, we've lost direction, maybe even lost hope. So maybe now is the perfect time to pray more than we ever have before. Now, I want to share with you two ways that I think you need to do that. Two things that you should do, that you and I should do, that we can allow prayer to infiltrate our life and to, and to cover our lives. The first thing you have to do, sisters and brothers, watch this. This is deep. You're never going to have seen it coming. But you need to make time to pray. You need to make time to to pray, and then you need to take time to pray. You need to make time and say that this is a, is, a, is a time of my day, whether it's in the morning, afternoon, or evening. That this is my time to pray. And when I tell you that, I think you need to take time to pray. You know the difference between you and I. And Martin Luther, who said he had so much he had to do that he should spend the first three hours in prayers and able to get it done. You know the difference between his calendar and our calendar, his time and our time? Do you know the difference? There is no difference. He had the same 24 hours that you and I do. But somebody like him understood that you've got to take time back. That you've got to say that there are some things that are taking my time that are not doing anything For my faith. There are things that I am wasting my time with that do nothing but take me away from my faith. You need to take that time back. Give it to God. Use it in prayer. Use it as a way to connect with prayer. And I don't know if you know this or not, but you don't even have to pray with your eyes closed. You can pray while you have your eyes open. You don't even have to pray when you're in church only. Did you know that you can pray at home too? Did you know that if you're in the car, you can pray? Did you know when that person cuts you off, you need to calm down and pray? Take the time to pray without ceasing. The Apostle Paul told us. Are you all with me? We need to make time and say that that is my time. That that is my time. That I am going to make sure that nobody or nothing can take away from me. And when we begin to do that, we begin to understand what Christ was trying to tell us. That there will be circumstances, there will be times in our lives that we will lose heart. Where things will weigh us down. Where things will come against us. Where our life will feel like everything is falling apart. But that even when that happens, even when it feels like we have nothing left, we always have our connection to God. And we pursue that annoyingly we bother we bother we bother we bother we continually come to the throne of grace because that's what Christ said we can do y'all with me we have the same amount of hours that we had hundreds of years ago and that will have hundreds and hundreds of years from now that's not the question the question is are you willing to take time, to make time for this prayer. We've been talking for several weeks now about our discipleship emphasis committed to Christ. And I want to ask you if you'll give your attention uh, there in your bulletin. You should have an insert just like this one here. I'm going to ask if you will look at that uh, on your own right quickly. Over the next six weeks, we will talk about different aspects of our Christian life together. And I'm going to encourage you to do something bold each week. As the body of Christ, what we understand is that God is always working in our hearts. That we understand that that moment that we first believed, no matter, no matter how long ago that was, we are not the same person that we, we were back then because God is working in us and on us. Amen? We call that sanctification in theological terms, and it just reminds us of the work of God in our heart. And so what we realize is that God always wants us to grow in grace, to grow in the knowledge of his love. And so what I'm going to ask you to do this week and in the following weeks is to think about where you are in terms of prayer. Answer the simple question to yourself right now. What does your prayer life look like? I didn't ask you what you wish it looked like. I didn't ask you what you think it should look like. What does your prayer life look right now? And then I'm going to ask you to do this. Would you consider taking one step up in your prayer life? Look at our card. I'm just going to read these options to you. And I want you to notice that each of these represent a step up from where we are. If you decide that maybe you're at the bottom of the steps, so to speak, no one is here to say, what's wrong with you? No one's here to say, what's your problem? All I'm asking you to do is take a step. The first option says, today I'm not ready to make a commitment to pray. And sisters and brothers, I understand that. I mean, I'm asking you to do a very real real thing here, and if you're not ready to do that, I'm I'm, I'm okay with that. This is a God thing. This is not a John Fletcher thing that you need to do to appease me. Y'all with me? The second option says, beginning today, I will pray when I am in a worship service. Now, for some of you, that sounds so odd, of course, but for some people, that may never even really cross their mind. The next one says, beginning today, I will pray every time I am facing a difficult situation. The next one reads, beginning today, I will strive to set aside at least 10 minutes per day for prayer. Beginning today, I will pray daily using a devotional guide or a resource. Beginning today, I will pray daily remembering prayer requests shared in worship. That means you may have to write them down so you actually remember them. Beginning today, I will pray daily and be in the church prayer chain or prayer group. You may even have to start one. Or maybe prayer will be a priority in my life, growing to include the following. I will surround my family and friends with prayer. I will surround my church with prayer. Through prayer, I will find strength, power, and direction to face the weak. Through prayer, I will trust God with my life, my family, my job, my finances, and my immediate and eternal future. Through prayer, I will learn to love God with all my heart and to love my neighbors. When it comes to praying, where are you at? And all I'm asking you to do is be willing to commit to God to take one step you take one step today, it may be that later on you'll realize, I took another step, and I took another step, and look at how far I've come. Now, a couple other things. If you are new to the church, uh, if this isn't your church home, um, we're not expecting you to do this. Um, you don't have to. Participate if if you don't feel led to, but just know what kind of church we are trying to be, right? Some of you may look at those options, think, you know, there's something else I need to be doing. There's there's something there that that I, something that's not there that I need to be doing. Write that down too, right? Write it on the back if you need to. And then make sure to print your name here in the bottom. And let me tell you what's going to happen. We're going to take the card and we're going to look at them and we're going to laugh at everybody. We're going to take the card and we'll put them away. And in about six months from now, I'm going to give this card back to you. Hopefully, as a reminder to you of the commitment you made today. Hopefully, as a reminder of what you were asking God to help you do. Does all this make sense? I'm going to pray for us. And uh, while I'm praying, I'm going to ask you to pray as well. And then afterwards, take a few moments. And to figure out where you are. After that, we're going to sing our hymn of response. I believe it's sweet hour of prayer. Go figure, right? As we sing, as you feel led, as you feel like uh, you want to begin a commitment, I'm going to ask you to come forward. And as we're singing together, you'll just leave your card right there. And then you go back and sit down. It's as easy as that. Make Make sense? Shall we pray? God, you promised to never leave us nor forsake us. And God, we give you thanks for that promise because we know that means you are right here with us today. That you are right with us every day. That each day, God, you are calling us to a greater relationship with you. Today, Lord, we have considered this gift of prayer that you have offered to us. And we confess that we haven't always been faithful in our praying. Sometimes we've only prayed for ourselves. Sometimes we've only prayed for things that we want. Sometimes we haven't prayed at all. But we ask that you would forgive us and give us the courage and faith enough to let you work in our heart this day all of these things, Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you would take just a few moments. Shall we